This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, January 19th, 2024. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by Jonah Booker in just a moment. The snow is falling here in Columbus. We had our first big snowfall of winter. Kids are off school. Teachers are off school. And Bill O'Brien is coming to town as offensive coordinator. Jonah and I are going to talk all about Bill O'Brien coming to Columbus as the offensive coordinator under Ryan Day. What do we think of the hire? Are we surprised? Do we like it? We're going to break all of that down. Before we do that, I want to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's show, Joy Mode. I think I speak for most men when I say we want to be our best in the bedroom. The issue is that over-the-counter pills that say they can help in that department contain unregulated chemicals, suggest unsafe doses, and include the risk of several other health problems. That's why we partnered with our friends over at Joy Mode. Whether you're looking to spice up your intimate moments or increase your confidence in the bedroom, Joy Mode makes all-natural and science-backed supplements dedicated to helping men perform better across their core functions. Redefine your intimacy and and go to usejoymode.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS. That's 20% off and free shipping with code BUCKNUTS at usejoymode.com, U-S-E-J-O-Y-M-O-D-E.com. Ingredients with integrity, joy mode. Here are the game changers. All ingredients have been assessed in peer-reviewed journals. All ingredients have been studied and researched in humans. Go to usejoymode.com slash bucknuts and get 20% off and free shipping with the code bucknuts at checkout. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code bucknuts at usejoymode.com. U-S-E-J-O-Y-M-O-D-E dot com slash bucknuts. Great sex. Solved naturally. All right, let's bring in the one and only Jonah Booker. All right, you and I, as we we have not even talked about this. When you heard the Bill O'Brien news, what was your reaction, sir? I was I wasn't surprised that that had been out there for you know a couple weeks and stuff. Now my immediate um, reaction was I understand it. I'm going to be in wait and see mode to see how this plays out. I had tweeted out yesterday uh, morning to Ohio State fans, you know, would, do you like it or do you don't like it? It's about over 10,000 votes. 56% of Ohio State fans didn't like to hire, um, and the remaining liked it. So it's, you know, kind of split there. And if you go on Twitter, social media, you know, you're going to get a lot of fans that love it, a lot of fans that think it's a bad hire. Um, I'm in wait-and-see mode. I think it has the potential to be really good. Um, but yeah, Dave, I, I think that, you know, big picture, 
this right here could potentially help Ryan Day be a better coach. Uh, one thing I definitely want to get into is we have to be fair. We can't just be homers about, you know, just saying, rah, rah, this is a, you know, awesome hire. We do need to be fair and kind of talk about and talk through why a lot of those Ohio State fans and Alabama fans felt that this probably wasn't the guy um, and it probably should have been someone else. So I definitely want to, you know, kind of just touch on that uh, today in the show as well. Let's go there right now. Like, why do you think – so a, a slight majority of Buckeye fans in your polls, you said, did not like the hire, correct? Why do you think that is? Correct. I think that a lot of people looked at what happened at Alabama. And one of the things that I was curious about, wanted to do my research, is why was he such a polarizing figure at Alabama? When you look at it, you know, 90,000 feet above, you say, okay, this is the guy who led an offense that averaged about 40 points per game, top 10, um, you know, as far as points per game in NCAA every year that he was there. Now, if you listen to the Alabama beat, their argument was that the offense became extremely stagnant under Bill. Um, there was a lot of complaints about his situation awareness. For example, you know, you got the ball first down inside the five-yard line. Instead of punching it in in critical situation, he was known to be throwing the football three times and having to settle for a field goal, which, you know, cost him a couple times increase in critical situations. There's also the complaint that he severely misused Jameer Gibbs. Um, I will counter that and say, okay, if that's the case, Jameer Gibbs still went in the first round of the NFL draft to the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. He can be a hothead. That's one thing that a lot of people have talked about, um, you know, with the fans. When you look at him at the Texas, there was the off-the-field incident where he was running off, got into it with the coaches, or I'm sorry, with some of uh, Houston Texans fans, giving them the bird, dropping F-bombs to them. They, a lot of people look at what the offense – how the offense performed in New England. To be fair, um, that is, you know, totally, two totally different ball games, the NFL college. But Bill did say that he needed to do a better job in one of his recent Patriot interviews. One of his biggest critiques amongst himself was he didn't see – he didn't view that the offense at New England were all on the same page, all 11 guys. That falls on him. That's his job as an offensive coordinator to make that make sure everybody's on the same page. At New England, the offense was pretty much dead last when it comes to time of possession. Bottom five and pretty much in every offensive metric um, in the NFL. One of the other complaints at Alabama was during his tenure, Within that five-year span uh, between him, Sarkeesian, Mike Loxley, some of those type of guys, out of the top ten worst-performing offensive outputs when it comes to yards, eight of those were under Bill O'Brien. So there are some valid you know, complaints why they had those views about him. But I would counter this and say he's, going to, he's coming to Ohio State. He's going to be running Ryan Day's offense. Um, you look at where he was at at Alabama, they also make the case that it was probably one of the worst offensive lines under Nick Saban's tenure. But he still got them to win the SEC, SEC championship and play for a national championship. I think that's critical. Um, the biggest thing for me, Dave, is we've been all screaming it. Ohio State fans, all the beat writers, 
it's been a unanimous voice that Ryan Day needs to take the play calling off his plate to free him up to be a CEO. You're bringing an adult to the room with valuable experience. He's going to be able to call, call the offense, Ohio State's offense. This is going to allow Ryan Day to no longer have to be the quarterback coach, no longer have to be an offensive coordinator. Now he can take that step into being a premier college football coach where he can be the CEO. There's not been a coach that won a national championship besides Jimbo Fisher at Florida State, who was also the offensive coordinator and head coach. It just doesn't work. So this is the time now for Ryan Day to take that, that next step into being a premier coach where you're the CEO, not the offensive coordinator, not the quarterback coach. I really like the hire. For everything that you said, I mean, yeah, I mean, can you pick apart some things about Bill O'Brien? Yeah, we can be real, and, and there, there are some criticisms. But, like, he's not coming here as head coach. It feels like some of the right. criticisms from the fans are, like, acting like he's coming here as head coach. He's coming here, as you said, to run Ryan Day's offense, to be the offensive coordinator. This is a man that was the head coach at Penn State, Big Ten Coach of the Year, head coach at Penn State. This is a man who had a winning record in the, the NFL as a head coach. Ask Nick Saban how hard that is. Nick Saban was 15 and 17 as an NFL head coach. Best college coach of all time. Steve Spurrier, hell of a college coach. 12 and 20 in the NFL. Urban Meyer, last time I checked, pretty good college head coach. Not so good in the NFL. Now, was Bill Bryan like a knockout great hire in the NFL? No, but he had a winning record in the NFL, 52 and 48. Um, him coming here as offensive coordinator, I mean, he checks all the boxes that I wanted. Uh, former head coach. Uh, deep experience as an offensive coordinator, everything, uh, an adult in the room, everything that we wanted. And um, yeah, I mean, it's not perfect. And I will say this about the Patriots this past year. People who watch the NFL understand this. Patriots were dealing with a terrible quarterback situation, terrible offensive line, and terrible wide receivers. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to win in the NFL with, with that conglomerate. But so I really like the hire, Jonah. Yeah, it, it's fascinating because – when you listen to the Alabama beat, I went back and just watched kind of like their, some of their older videos um, last night and this morning. And I know he coached for Nick Saban and coached a Heisman. You know, he led Bryce Young to a Heisman trophy. But it also sounds like this was more or less Nick Saban was encouraging him to look for other employment. Um, but with that, you know, with that being said, you look at this defense that the Ohio State's bringing back with Jim Knowles, it's going to be probably the best defense in college football. I will right now sign me up if you can bring Bill O'Brien and he gives this, he puts this offense in the top 10 in scoring, which is defense, Dave. That's a national, that's a recipe for potentially a national championship or at minimum a deep 12 team playoff run. If you're going to have a guy that's going to be able to lead this offense to, you know, 40 points a game like he did at Alabama, sign me up. Now, Ohio State fans have been complaining over the last several weeks about Corey Dennis and his lack of experience. They've been complaining about the youth on that side of the football. Um, not enough adults in the room. Well, to me, when you look at Bill O'Brien's resume compared to Corey Dennis, this is an obvious upgrade. It's, it's just, it, there's no, you can feel the way you feel about Bill O'Brien, um, but this is, an, this is an upgrade over Corey Dennis, Dave. Uh, now, they, they, they still have another open coaching spot uh, with the Parker Fleming departure there. Will they 
will they elevate James or will they bring in someone else on that side of the football? I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. Um, and you look at his recruiting, Dave, he, he was solid at Alabama recruiting. I know as a quarterback coach, sometimes you're not going to be recruiting all positions, but you look at, you know, he landed three highly regarded quarterbacks um, at Alabama. You look at Richard Young, the five-star running back who Ohio State really wanted. He's being credited for landing Richard Young out of Florida, the running back. Uh, but his, his the thing about it is, Dave, is he's going to push these guys. He's bringing some testosterone to the room. He's bringing some some alpha male type of attitude to that uh, to that quarterback room. And I think that was something that really needed. They need someone who's not going to be afraid to chew someone's butt out, and that is Bill O'Brien. Um, you know, he had his issues with the players. You listen to Jalen Milrow uh, at the Rose Bowl where he got into it with Bill O'Brien. He felt like Bill O'Brien, um, you know, did him wrong by telling him he needed to switch positions and felt that Jalen Milrow was a, wasn't a was a quarterback. I don't know if he was really lying about that, Dave. I mean, Jalen Milrow, he's a heck of an athlete, but – you know, is is he really a a, a big time quarterback? I mean, uh, he still has another year. Kalen DeBoer can probably and Gross can probably work some wonders with him, but I don't necessarily know that Bill O'Brien was, you know, out of you know, extremely out of line. You know, at the time when you had Jalen Milrow, who was really raw, uh, but a heck of an athlete at the time that Bill O'Brien was there. So I, I will say this, Dave. Overall, big picture, I want to see how the offense performs. I think it's going to be an upgrade. I do think that it's a major, major upgrade as far as resume compared to Corey Dennis in this position. I like it for Ryan Day because I think we as Ohio State fans need to see Ryan Day take that next step in his coaching journey. And I think having uh, someone like Bill O'Brien who has a head coaching experience to also you know, give him a couple ins and outs to say, well, this is how Nick Saban, this is how Alabama did it. Give him a couple tips and tricks there. But it's going to allow Ryan Day to take that next step to be the CEO as opposed to being the, you know, quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, head coach of the offensive side. And Jay Book, I give Ryan Day a lot of credit here. I, I wanted something like this to happen. I wasn't, I'm not going to act like a, Bill O'Brien was the name that I was touting. But as I said, he checks all the boxes that I was talking about as far as the, the, the idea of bringing in an offensive coordinator. But I, as I've said to you and uh, on the show many times, I was like, I want that, but I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, now I see it. I mean, it's just, it's fantastic. When I got the news from a great source yesterday, we were able to put it out there. And uh, I'm excited. And I think it says a lot about Ryan Day that he's willing to do this because what's his baby, as we all know, calling offensive plays. Now, obviously, yeah. as you said, this is still his offense. He's going to be heavily involved in everything, but bringing in Bill O'Brien. And making him offensive coordinator, that says a lot about Ryan Day. I mean, Buckeyes yeah. are all in this year, man. I'm here for it. Right. I, I look at it like this, Dave. We talked about, you and I numerous times, I talked about how big of an impact the loss of Kevin Wilson was to the offense in this program. Now, you look at Bill O'Brien. Kevin Wilson wasn't the best, you know, recruiter. Uh, you know, he you know, he put in the effort, got, you know, a couple tight ends here and there. But Kevin Wilson's value to the program, to the offense, was being that voice in Ryan Day's ear, being that adult in the room, being someone with vast knowledge of the offense that Ohio State wants to run and being able to make sure that the flow of the offense 
making sure that you're setting up the second and third play uh, for later on down the road. That was like kind of Kevin Wilson's specialty. Bill O'Brien brings that to the table. Now, you can ask yourself, if you're comparing resumes, would you prefer a Kevin Wilson because who also came to Ohio State with some baggage and Kevin was phenomenal. He was a phenomenal hire for Ohio State. Do you view Kevin uh, Bill O'Brien as an upgrade over Kevin Wilson? And if you say yes, considering how well Kevin performed at Ohio State, that right there to me said, okay, they hit it out the park. Because Kevin Wilson was very, very valuable to this offense. It's also crazy to me when they hired Kevin Wilson, they hired Ryan Day at the exact same time. I remember being super excited about Kevin Wilson coming here to run the offense and thinking, oh, this Ryan Day guy seems like he's got a pretty good resume too as quarterback's coach, co-OC. Never thought it would be Day who would be uh, ahead of uh, Kevin Wilson on the food chain. But you're right, Kevin Wilson was a great hire, and I think you can make the argument that Bill O'Brien is even better. Time will tell. Caleb Downs. Do you think, I mean, it sounds like Georgia's the favorite, but do you think uh, the Buckeyes can land Caleb Downs? Wouldn't that be great? I think I think he has to Georgia, Dave, unfortunately. Um, I think it's just a matter, matter of days before that announcement goes public there. I just think when whenever you have a player enters the portal and says, we will have a decision within 48 hours, his father, Coach Steve Wolf, on that. That right there kind of tells me that he pretty much already knew where he was going to go. I just think that everything's stacked in against Ohio State here, if we're being honest. You know, a coach that he loves coming from Alabama, going over to Georgia, being able to be uh, coached by Kirby, that coach, uh, Muschamp, those guys on the back end, which is what they're going to be coaching the safeties. The transition from Alabama's defense to Georgia's defense is pretty much, you know, the same, um, you know, some tweaks that Nick, uh, Kirby Smart has added to it. And then he's closer to home. What, what does is, what is Ohio State bring to the table? They have NIL money. Ohio State's willing to play ball, provide him a significant payday. Georgia's also going to give him a payday here. So to me, I just think that, unfortunately, he's probably going to head to Georgia. And if so, that's okay. You know, that's okay because you look at the moves that Ohio State has made this offseason, that shouldn't put a cloud over what Ohio State has done this offseason, which has been remarkable. They made some moves. They made some changes. That's what they want Ohio State, uh, Ryan Day, to do. They're getting the majority of their players back. You look at this roster that's going into next year, Dave, it's going to be preseason top two, top three teams. Georgia's going to start number one. Some people are going to have a Hall State two or three, depending on how you look at it with Texas. Um, so it shouldn't, even if Downs goes to Georgia, it shouldn't shadow the success that this offseason has brought. You bring in Juckins, home run. I think, you know, in, <coughs> excuse me, Dave. The one thing that you also want to keep in mind, the Alabama center who transferred in, his two best years playing football was under Bill O'Brien. When he was the offensive coordinator, he played 979 snaps under Bill O'Brien and graded out extremely well those two years that Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator. So if you can get him playing back to his level that he played at under Bill O'Brien, that's another home run get out of the transfer portal. Now that allows you some flexibility on the offensive line. So I do think that, you know, this is going to be a great offseason 
the spring window is going to be open. And, and I will say this, Dave, make sure your money's stacked up for Georgia players because if, if, the, if the writing's on the wall that Georgia intends to continue to raid Alabama, there's going to be a bottleneck in talent come this spring for that next window. I was looking on the Georgia board. They're at 89 scholarships without counting Caleb Downs right now. And they're expecting to go after a handful more of Alabama players that they're anticipating to enter the portal. So there's going to be some serious roster management on Georgia just to get down to that 85. And a lot of those players are going to be highly regarded, highly recruited guys. And if I'm Ohio State and you you go to spring and that window opens and you have an opportunity to get maybe one or two more puzzle pieces to add to this roster, which I believe is a championship roster, make sure your money's in line. That's why if you're donating to the foundation, 1870, keep it up because what did Brian put out yesterday, Dave? They're matching all donations at the foundation from uh, all the way up to Sunday. So as much money that they're able to raise, the foundation's going to uh, double that amount. So if you're into the NIL game, then definitely, you know, put your money where your mouth is. That's right. Get on thefoundationohio.com, thefoundationohio.com. Brian Cardale and the guys doing great work. Um all right, like it's crazy. This has been like a crazy couple of days. Like normally I'd be asking you all about Ross Bjork, who was just introduced two days ago as athletic director. I was there covering oh, it. Hey, I forgot all about that. <laughs> right. It feels like it was like, like a couple weeks ago now. It was two days ago. Yeah. That, that for the first time in 19 years, Buckeyes have a new AD. What are your thoughts on the Ross Bjork hiring? Ohio State's going to take their public beating because of you know what the, what happened at Texas AM in Ole Miss. I know a lot of people uh, within the Buckeye community, they were hoping for Pat Chung, uh, the Washington AD under Gene Smith. Here's my honest opinion, Dave. I like to hire because it's outside the box. You look at the, um, the new president. He comes up to the podium and says he wants Ohio State to start flexing their muscles and stop playing so nice. When you look at, you, when you look at Gene Smith, when was the last time you really – saw Ohio State flex their muscles, maybe like COVID when Ohio State was pushing to uh, get the Big Ten to not cancel the entire football season. That's probably the only time publicly that we've really saw or heard Ohio State flex their muscles there when there was that whole smoke about Ohio State's just going to leave the Big Ten. Um, and Ohio State was kind of at their forefront for pushing Kevin Warren to get the Big Ten to play. He's going to be an NIL jug, juggernaut, Dave. That's his, that's his game. He's forward-thinking. He understands the le- where you're at in college football. You need to be a fundraising machine. I think he's going to break down a lot of the walls within the athletic department that has been put up, which has prevented the NIL collectives to all be one cohesive unit, everybody operating on the same page. So I think that's going to be critical um, for the program going forward. And what did he say? He said in a recent interview, Dave, he likes to drive fast. He likes to be in a fast lane going 75, 80. He wants people who are going 55 to move over and get out the way. And the biggest thing for me, Dave, he said he's a football guy and football house state is king. Um, So that right there, I thought was very fascinating. It's definitely a change in mentality in Columbus compared to the former uh, presidents with Michael Drake and Christina Johnson, which give Christina Johnson credit. She was 
very supportive. She kind of let Gene just do what he wanted to do. But now you got a president who wants to be aggressive. You got an athletic director who wants to be extremely aggressive. So it's definitely a change of a tide in Columbus right now. Now, the next thing is, are they going to get new facilities? Because I've been told like that's going to be on, on the agenda there. Um, you know, getting the Woody upgraded or building a brand new football complex. What does he do with the with the basketball program right now? Because that kind of stuck in the mud. Is he looking at the basketball program when he comes in and says, you're riding 55. I need somebody who's going to be going 75, 80 with me. And right now you probably feel like the basketball program is in that lane going 55. Yeah. Last thing. I mean, I'm glad you touched on that. It says, he was going Bjork was going out of his way to heap praise on Ryan Day, even when he wasn't even asked about Ryan Day directly. You know, before he was asked about Ryan Day, he's just like going on and on about how much he likes Ryan Day. And and then he was asked about Holtman when we did our little breakout, our little scrum with about like 20, 25 reporters. He was asked about Holtman, and it was something like, Yeah, I got to meet him the other day, talked to him the other day. He seems like a nice guy. You know, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, wow, like. He yeah. just goes on and on about Ryan Day, and then he's asked about Holtman. He's like, yeah, he's a nice guy. And the guy we talked about, he's got to you build the chemistry and the culture. It's like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. if Ohio State misses the tournament this year, it's weird timing because Bjork's not technically taking over until, like, July 1st, but that doesn't really matter. I think if they miss the tournament, which is trending that way, I think they might make a change at, at uh, yeah. basketball coach. I'll, I will say this, Dave. Here's the here's scary thing for college football. I know – you know, outside of Ohio State, a lot of people, you know, they're clowning Ohio State for hiring Rock uh, Bjork. But with him being an NIL, you know, heavy guy, the last thing college football wanted is for Ohio State to be at the tip of the spear when it comes to NIL. You look at the power of the brand. You look at the history of the program. Um, you know, the program has pretty much recruited itself over the last several years. Now, with there, with there being a power vacuum in the South with Nick Saban out the window, Georgia can only take so much. If you can start, you know, leveling up some of those premier guys that Alabama was beating us on because your NIL is so significant right now, that right there can take Ohio State from here all the way to that next level, Dave. And I will say this. You look if Ohio State continues to level up with the with the Big Ten additions, Michigan right now is at the top of the throne. I can see a, t a change of the tide to saying the Big Ten is the premier conference right now because you look at SEC, LSU, they've been they've been good, but they're so up and down. Florida's a mess. Auburn, you don't know what you're going to get from Hugh Freeze. South Carolina's a mess. Tennessee's very inconsistent. Georgia reminds me of Ohio State kind of under the Jim Trestle era where Ohio State was pretty much the big dog in the conference and they had to pretty much carry the banner for the conference for, you know, X amount of years. With Nick Saban gone, I can see the SEC taking a step back where you have pretty much a one-team conference in Georgia who's hoarding all the talent down there. Now that Nick Saban's not going to split the talent, I think it opens up a door for Ohio State maybe Texas, uh, to get in there and really do some damage. Great stuff as always, sir. By the way, when's the last time you had to shovel a driveway? Is that back when you were in Portsmouth? When's the last time you shoveled a driveway? Oh, man, it's, it's been about 16 years, Dave. Actually, I'll take that back. My in-laws 
are in uh, Wyoming. So we went and visited uh, a Christmas a couple years ago, and they got dumped a ton of snow. So I went and helped my in-laws, like, shovel the snow. But not my, my own personal driveway. It's been about 16 years, man. Jeez. Well, it's going to be about 16 minutes for me after I get the show, the podcast version up. Uh, yeah, it's still snowing here in uh, the capital city of Ohio. Great stuff, Jonah. You always come strong. He is Jay Book. Thank you very much to Jonah Booker. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. All right, Dave. Take care, bud. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.